Guys, five movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode fifty-nine of the Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was the Full Nelson, which is really just making Frank watch a Judd Nelson movie. So, Frank, um, which uh, Judd Nelson movie did you choose? So, we're going to talk about something that will be a first on not only the Spin Chagrin but any podcast I think we've ever done. Okay. Which is a movie that has absolutely zero either critical reviews or user reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, has no Wikipedia page, and has such limited information on IMDb that I don't even know if some of it's true. But okay. I've watched this movie. I swear this movie exists. Uh-huh. We're going to fucking talk about it. All right. So this is 2021's Hashtag Unknown. Um, starring Hal Oz Ozan O O Z S A N I think it's Ozan. So, the credits page of IMDb claims that Tom Sizemore in this movie is in this movie. I'm going to tell you, I did not see Tom Sizemore in this movie, and I watched it. Um, I don't know if maybe he was a character that got cut or something, or and this is entirely possible. I got up to heat up my dinner at one point and just left this playing because it was in a commercial and I could hear that like a scene happened while I was out in the kitchen um but it was just the same scene that already happened three or four times so I didn't feel the need to like rush back to see what was going on mm-hmm. um and when I came back like the scene was over so Tom Sizemore may have been in that one scene Tom so Sizemore I just saw him in the trailer when I pulled up the MDiv page he is sitting in like a group therapy session like there's Tom Sizemore twice now oh that is He's Tom a, Sizemore it's like a pork pie hat or some kind of shit like, oh my like god that. oh yeah he does not look like Tom Sizemore oh yeah then I did definitely see him several okay. times okay. I also forgot about all of those scenes <laughs> until you just said that so okay that makes sense too um yeah he's the leader of the um Alcoholics Anonymous esque, although they don't call it that, mm-hmm. um, group that um, Hal Oz Oz Sands, uh, Michael Lane character is a part of. Um, Master P is also in this movie. No, oh. for f- maybe a minute and forty seconds total. <laughs> okay. Um, Judd Nelson really isn't in this movie until like the last scene. Um, he's in a couple scenes, but it's really brief, and he doesn't really act. So I kind of felt like. <laughs> uh bait and switched by the whole john nelson but you know i still watch the whole movie and um this is number three on the mdiv credits little little romeo is in this movie playing mm. a cop okay um but he's not he's not little romeo anymore um and also looks like he's older than master p <laughs> um and then i don't know all right we're just gonna get into it so I'm going to describe this movie, and I want you to stop me when you think you figured out the twist, no matter what's happening, and tell me what the twist is, okay? Okay. I don't mean to spoil the fact that there's a twist, but this movie's so dumb that there almost has to be. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, like, color anyone's opinion of a hashtag unknown before we get into it, because um, you may decide you want to watch this fucking movie. Uh, so the movie opens with a crime scene where there's a um young young black woman wearing like a um i I guess it's like a da's office jacket but it's like a um 
ATF or whatever, like FBI jacket, but it says DA on the back because she's the DA. Okay. This doesn't matter, and you never find this out, and she's never in the movie again, but it's important for you to know this right now just in the scene. Uh-huh. Um, so it's a crime scene where this guy has been stabbed multiple times, like 33 times or something like that. And someone has written in his own blood next to him the word gain, G-A-I-N. Mm-hmm. So there's this uh, blonde lady cop who's there and she's like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, do you think this is the work of the killer? And the DA's like we might have a serial killer, blah, blah, blah. Got to solve this crime. Don't anybody touch my crime scene. So then Master P shows up and Master P's like, bitch, you never could get this dick because I broke up with you. (laughs) And she's like, Mr. Mayor, we only went out on one date. And he's like, yeah, that's because you couldn't know your, you you didn't know your role. Mr. Who? Mr. P. He's the mayor. He's the mayor. Okay. I thought you said mayor. All right. Mr. Mr. Mayor, she calls him. Okay. Mr. Mayor. Master P's the mayor. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's like, Oh shit, you gotta clean this body up. And she's like, Well, what do you want me to say? And he's like, say he tripped and hurt him. He tripped and fell and died. And she's like, This is the work of the same killer, I think. And he's like we don't need no bad publicity. Just solve this crime right now. And the DA's like, well, let's wrap it up. And so this like major like murder scene that's the work of a suspected serial killer, they're just like, okay, deuces, like we're done. This happened in 2017, by the way. They make it very clear that this is 2017. Okay. So uh so that's it. So then the credits roll. So then I can't even remember this fucker's name now. Harry Osmond or whatever. Is that his name? Hal Oz Ozum? Oh yeah, Hal, Hal whatever. He'll just be Harry Osmond for the rest of the, the podcast. Um he's sitting at a sitting at a typewriter typing, and he's got writer's block, man. He can't he can't even think. <laughs> um, and he types like some line you see like he goes into his mind and he's imagining um, this cowboy like shooting a gun and I'm like oh okay like he's writes westerns and he's got a book called like Knight's, Knight's Sword or Knight, Knight's Fire or something some dumbass fucking title okay so his wife comes in or some woman, I guess it, it, it is his wife. You don't know it's his wife, but it is his wife. And she's like, hey, babe, how's the novel coming? And he's like, oh, I've made some real good progress, even though he just wrote one line. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, I can't wait to read some later. So excited because I loved your first book, but you've never written another one. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm working on this one. <laughs> Okay, let me stop you real quick. How many times have you do you think you've seen that scene in your lifetime? A thousand. And let me tell you something. Spoiler alert: this movie is just the fucking dark half for like an hour and like ten minutes. Mm. Mm. Awful. Anyway, so 
so you know he hasn't written shit, but he's like trying to put her off, and he's like chain smoking all the time. So uh-huh. she's like, "You're not back on the booze again, are you?" And he's like, "No, baby, I'm sober." So they established that at one point he had a drinking problem, but he doesn't drink anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see him at uh his AA meeting, which is where I guess Time Sizemore is, even though he looks like um. Who's the Hispanic guy that's in like every fucking like cop television show from like the nineties or the early two thousands? Bald guy. Fuck, what is his name? I don't know. I'll 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 think of it at some point. Okay. Um, you know him, and as soon yeah. as I say the guy's name, you'll know exactly who it is, but I something on Dexter, right? No, 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 not okay. Dexter. All right. I want to say his name is like Louis Lozado or something, but that's just me being racist. Like, it's not that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we'll let's, let's move out. on. Yeah. So he's like, you know, I got writer's block. Um, my memory's terrible. I don't remember anything from when I was drunk except for the accident, blah, blah, blah. So he's got a next door neighbor that's a pervert that likes to look at his wife when she's like bending over to get into the car. Mm. Um, so they established that. Um, so he starts to get phone calls in the middle of the night where it's this like auto tuned voice saying, remember me. And sometimes it's like a little girl's voice. And sometimes it's like a woman's voice. And sometimes it's a dude's voice. And he's like, who is this? How should I remember you? And they're just like, remember me, remember me. So the phone is actually, ring- so I, I thought at first that he was like hallucinating things, but the phone is actually ringing because it's waking his wife up in the middle of the night. Okay. And then like, he kind of starts to see ghosts, but not really. And he says that he's hallucinating, but like noises and shit happen in their house and it wakes the wife up. So it's not like, there's some kind of physical manifestation happening no matter what it is. It's not like a hallucination, even though he keeps saying it's a hallucination. Okay. Um, so they're like gonna like fuck one night and she's like, Oh baby, this is so sexy. I want you inside me. Let's have a baby. And he's like, what? And then he pushes her off and he says, that's what this is about. Like, <laughs> like, Oh, you, I told you before I got to finish my book and she's like yeah and before that it was I have to open up the boutique never shows this this woman's boutique either so I don't even know what it's a boutique of it could be like like a salon or it could be like a clothing place but apparently she has a boutique that she right. goes to work at yeah. she also has and I don't mean to like criticize because she's she's pretty like a pretty lady but she has a really weird face sometimes where she turns into like a vampire from Buffy like there's weird wrinkles that happen like right in the middle of her face when she's like concerned about something. I think I found the actress that's in this that plays her Nicole Tom, I think. Oh, whatever. Who, who knows? <laughs> um it's really weird and off-putting. And I'm not it doesn't even like make her unattractive necessarily. It's just like really distracting because she so much looks like she belongs in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so so he won't so, knock her up. Yeah. yeah, so they're mad at each other. He doesn't want her to get pregnant and blah, blah, blah. So then she invites their married couple friends over 
and they have a baby and then he's like what you're just trying to set me up to have a baby like a child around so i want to have a child so we've already established that he's just basically a piece of shit (laughs) but he's really obsessed with this idea of um these voices calling him and so see if i can remember how this happens so at one point he like he gets it's like the third night in a row he's getting these phone calls and he's like like, who is this who is this who is calling me how should i remember you and they're like valerie myers or something like that and he's like what so then you find out that valerie myers was this woman that got murdered like with the da jacket no 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 this is the one of the murders that happened before the guy that got murdered that the woman in the da jacket was investigating okay you don't know that yet though so stop trying to jump ahead so you find out out this this twist that she was like this murdered woman so now he thinks did someone get murdered in this house am i like connecting with a ghost because you know the obvious conclusion um so he calls the cops and this is where you get introduced to judd nelson um and judd nelson's like oh were you drunk again and he's like all right you know like like, i'm 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 recovered like i don't drink anymore he's like right are you saying that because you're drunk and then his wife is like um sheriff i you know i i take care of him i make sure he doesn't drink oh well you're a saint aren't you really way to shackle yourself to this loser so then they're like okay sheriff thanks a lot bye send the sheriff (laughs) the sheriff doesn't want to have nothing to do with investigating like these crimes Mm -hmm. so it happens again and the sheriff's deputy comes and the sheriff oh i'm sorry in the opening scene with master p master p calls the sheriff although you don't see who the sheriff is Mm. so then you don't know that it's judd nelson until later so spoiler alert from the past Mm -hmm. um the sheriff's like you just bought that fancy house maybe you better solve this crime like tomorrow like master p is so unreasonable (laughs) and how long it takes to solve any crime (laughs) so it turns out that there's a a series of closed case files that the sheriff won't let anybody see that this deputy knows about but he's not allowed to see him because he's only been a deputy for a couple of months and you got to have several years on the force to have enough seniority to look at these closed files so he talks about how no one ever solved them and they never really had any suspects but they closed the case and i was thinking like that doesn't make any sense like they didn't close the case so what they just say we're just not going to investigate this anymore because it's too hard but i guess that's what happened is they just quit investigating it because it was difficult to solve Mm um it's fair so anyway so um fucking uh what's his name mike michael is like well deputy you and i are going to solve this crime together because i know i can solve it so this dude who it's just getting like these weird phone calls from whatever beyond the grave supposedly um just kind of assumes that he can solve a crime because he wrote a book at one point. So there's also several scenes where he's... Um, there's no indication that this book is a crime book, right? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> so then there's several scenes after of him like trying to write the book and being unsuccessful. 
And you find out that Knight's Fire is actually about a knight. Uh-huh. And the knight is a British black guy in a suit of plastic armor. And it, it doesn't even look like it's not even like like vacuum formed armor where it's like shiny. It's just like dull, like like they went to Toys R Us and got like the dress up knight set. And that's what this guy is wearing. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is this the cover of the book? The like, cover of the you... No no no. This who's, this, who's the black this, guy? I'm, I'm, sorry, the... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is a hallucination that appears and talks to him while he's writing. <laughs> Of the main character from Night's Fire, who's a British black man dressed in a plastic night suit, who says like, "Oh, you better keep writing," but in a British accent. I'm not, I'm not messing with that right now. But Ooh. just pretend like I said that in a British accent. Holy shit! Um, who's okay. always, who's always criticizing him because he's not writing fast enough. Um. So let me also explain, just so you have some clarity, because if you look at Hal Osbrook or whatever the fuck this dude's name is. Hal Ozen. Um, you wouldn't notice this. Hal Ozen at times looks exactly like Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, what's his name? Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. Mm-hmm. Including like when he's making quizzical faces, like he makes the Peralta like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know the the mm-hmm. um Andy Samberg like what face? Um, and also at times looks like the port like it looks like Sean Penn and v- Milo Ventimiglia had yeah. a baby together. And he looks like that. I can see that. I can see the Ventil Malia um, from the MDIB picture of him. Yes. And the Rotten that's... Tomatoes picture of him looks a little bit more like a mix between Samberg, maybe, and um, Sean Penn. Because that's what he wants to be, is Milo Ventil whatever. Mm-hmm. But really, he's just, he's just, he low rent, low rent Andy Samberg. Um so that's really off-putting to watch too. Um, so he's trying to solve these mysteries, but he's also trying to be a good husband. So he's like, "Baby, you know, maybe we should consider like having having a child." He's like, "Why don't you let your friends with their son come over, and um, you know, like I'll give it a go. Like I'll try and like be around a child and see how I do." And she's like, "Oh, baby, I love you so much." So they have um mason is the son's name and the the two parents their friends come over and while they're there um mike decides that he's going because he's been recording um the calls as they come in so he gets the calls to come in remember me remember me like that and he's been recording them so he decides at this point that what he's going to do is he's going to play one of those calls backwards because he feels like there's something in it and that maybe if he plays it backwards he can hear it. Okay. So when he does that, it causes him to like black out. And then one of the funniest scenes of the movie, the kid's like talking to him and he plants his hand on the kid's face and he shoves him to the ground. <laughs> and then the father's like, What the fuck? And then he just beats the shit out of the father. Like he's punching him in the face. And finally they're like, Oh my god, we gotta get out of here and um the mother is uh like Catherine is the woman's the the wife's name um mike's wife's name like cat i don't know what to do we can't be here anymore we can't subject our son to this they leave that's over Mm -hmm. um so then so there was no reason at all that he would have any indication to play it backwards right uh it's just a fancy i don't remember if there's justification but Maybe he watches a YouTube video where it, like, tells him that he should do it or, like, somebody tells him. Oh, also, this movie takes place in 2021. 
They uh-huh. state multiple they state multiple times that this movie takes place in 2021. These people have a home phone and like Nokia like brick cell phones. Like yeah. nobody's got like a smartphone or anything. So okay. complete That's... fucking suspension. And they live in like That's Los really Angeles. So they right. have money. Right. And he's like a successful writer. Like he's published Night's Fire or whatever. Right. That was like a number one bestseller. So all these things don't make any sense. Uh-huh. So she's freaked out and she's like, I need you to get help. You're not helping yourself. And he's got <laughs> this is another really funny scene. He's got the um uh their answering machine, like their tape based answering machine, because that's what they have in 2021 is like a 1994, you know, like cassette right. tape answering right. machine. Right. And he's rewinding it so you he because he's trying to play it again and he keeps hitting rewind and it's like no message found no message found no message is found and i swear to god this goes on for like 40 seconds and the whole time he's like where's the message it's like no message found and he's like keeps hitting rewind no message found ah i don't know where this message is but still like like absolutely i'm sitting there thinking like what the fuck am i watching where he's using a goddamn um cassette right is it making the rewind sound what he's doing yeah. no message found yeah, no message found yeah it's, it's all so then they also do this thing which is very similar to um uh hard ticket to hawaii where <laughs> randomly he just starts like carrying like a mini like tape deck with him and like talking into it and he's like how am i gonna find these bodies so anyway so he convinces <laughs> the deputy um convinces the deputy to help him get into these secret files mm. oh no the deputy refuses to do it because he says he doesn't have access so he calls like best buys like genius center or whatever they call it whatever best buy calls like their tech support excuse me yeah. and is like hey can you hack into the local sheriff's department's like secret files mm. and the guy's like can i and then he just does it <laughs> and he's like now don't tell anybody i did this and he's like oh your secret's safe so in like two seconds, they've cracked into um, the top secret files of the police department. So, you know, another like logical thing to have happen. Right. So, so it's a, like a GeoCity site. <laughs> and there's like a little icon with like a stop sign and it says traffic violations. Then there's a little icon with, I don't know, something else. And it's like, crimes and then there's a little like icon of like a beaten up like manila folder and it says cold cases and he's like mm. so he clicks on the cold cases and a fucking microsoft word screen comes up <laughs> where it's like but it's like got a background and everything um it's it's microsoft word like uh professional edition where it's got like the editor software in it mm. Because he's like reading this description of how um uh fuck, what is the sheriff's name? God damn it. It's really funny too. It's like Garrett Stance. Uh, yeah, Stance. Um, so he's reading about how Stance like was investigating the murders. Um, because he because he thinks that Stance did it. He thinks that Stance has covered up these murders for all these years and he's gonna It's actually Rawlings, process. right? The mayor. Oh, no, you're wrong. If if that's no. your guess, your guess is incorrect. You never see Master P again after that first scene. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Get, get that part out of your head. Okay. Um, Master P produced this movie too, just so you know. Oh, um, okay. yeah, I guess that's why he gave himself a bit part so he could double dip. <laughs> that's probably the true crime here. <laughs> um, 
so midway through him reading this description, you can see like where they, I guess, got tired of like typing things uh-huh. because it's got like publisher, like Microsoft publisher there. And it's like, click here to add dynamic text to your blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so whoever like did the website was just like, this is a lot of work. It just like stopped. So it's got like, like the whole like block of like Microsoft like filler oh, text about like lore. Right. It's amazing. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Add clip art by clicking here. <sighs> so this is the top secret files of the police department. Right. Um <laughs> so he's like convinced that it's stance that's like done all these crimes. Um all right, I gotta get this exactly right because it's ridiculous. So he goes to sleep one night and he wakes up. And he has this dream that his house is on fire and he walks out into his kitchen and his kitchen's on fire everywhere but the refrigerator. And there's this flaming ghost woman that's like, oh, remember me, remember me, um, coming at him. And he like falls over and faints and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, my God, like, what is it that happened? So a couple times during the movie, you see him like look at his fingertips and like mess around with them. And his fingers are obviously burned. Like, the, the tips of his fingers have been, like, cauterized or whatever. Mm. Um, so, the phone rings one time, and he answers, and he's like, I don't remember you. Are you so-and-so? And he says, like, one of the names of the person. And they're like, yes. And he's like, did stance kill you was it stance that killed you and the voice is like you did and then like all the other voices are like you did you did you did so then he goes into like a fugue state and passes out and then you get flashback Mm. so apparently he was a serial killer named like connor murphy or something (laughs) and he had a whole different name oh yeah yeah yeah. well see what he what he did was he burned all of his ids and he has a lot of IDs for being like a serial killer. Like he's very, very like, I guess he wasn't know, very good at it and burn his very, fingertips. Very thorough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he burns his passport and burns his driver's license and it's like his, his his insurance card and um like his his video membership club or something. <laughs> so he's like burning his blockbuster card. He burned. Up. Yeah, yeah, because he got his name on it. He can't. <laughs> so then he looks at this license and he's like, hmm. Michael Lane, I guess that's me. So he walks away, and then as he's like leaving a murder scene, I think. Yeah, he goes to kill the guy that's the murder victim in the beginning. He murders him, and he's leaving that murder scene, and he gets a phone call, and it's from a woman, and he's like, Hey, baby, didn't expect to hear from you so soon. She's like, Oh. You know, blah, blah, blah. I want to be a writer. He's like, I want to be a writer too, baby. And she's like, oh, come hang out at my apartment. So he goes over to this woman's house, this random woman, who actually turns out to be the fire, the woman that was on fire, but I didn't re- realize it until like a little bit later. Mm. Um, He goes to, like, she invites him over and they're talking and about how she, like, they both want to be writers. And he's talking about coming from a small town. And she's like, oh, you know, I never do this, but I think you're so sweet and so kind. And he's like, yeah, you know, and you're so pretty. Like, I like spending time with you. And she's like, oh, let's go have some wine. So they go out in the kitchen and she's like, do you want red wine or white wine? And he's like, oh, I think white wine. And he takes it and she turns around and he 
bashes her over the head with it, and the bottle explodes, and he's like, because the red wine always gets over my clothes when I do that. So I guess that's like something that he's done multiple he's, times. He, right, he's like... Right, like he just he's like, like he, started a murder by bashing wine over somebody's head. Yeah, 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 it's, it's like his M.O. Okay. Um, so then he drinks the red wine so then like she's not like dead or anything she's just unconscious so he's dragging her body out in the living room um and she wakes up so they get in a fight and then he gets on top of her and starts choking her um and is like killing her and then something happens and i couldn't really tell what it was but anyway his nose starts bleeding and he gets all confused and it's like boom, boom, boom. Like the camera's like cutting a little bit, like to show that he's unsteady, you know, like that that trope. Uh-huh. Um and he gets up and like his phone rings and oh I'm sorry. On his way over to that woman's house, his phone rang, and it was his his wife in the present day was like, Oh, hey, you gonna come see me later? He's like, Yeah, I gotta go take care of some business now, but um, I'll be over later. He also took the screenplay from that woman which was night's fire so ah! she wrote it ah! so he took it and that's the thing that made him famous was the screenplay that this dead woman wrote um i'm so confused i have no idea what is going on in this movie. so in the past he's like wandering on the streets and his wife Catherine, calls him again and he's like hello and she's like hey it's me i can't wait to see you he's like i'm so glad to hear your voice because i don't know who you are or who i am and she's like, oh, ha ha, you're so funny. He's like, no, I'm serious. I don't know who I am. This Tell is after the murder of the woman who wrote Night's Fire, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay, so, so... And he's carrying, the, he's carrying the manuscript in his hand right. as he's wandering the street. So he was... But he want, he killed that person. He burned all of his IDs. He goes and kills Night's Fire lady. Right. And now... But he is married to... No, he's not married yet because this is before. Okay, but she's so, still but they're dating. She knows Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. They, so so but he had a previous name. Right, but he was going by the other name, the Michael name, when he oh, was okay. dating her. They'd gotcha. only been dating for a couple months. They actually do say that at one point. Okay. All right. And I guess the idea is that he goes into this fugue state where he loses his memory that he was a serial killer and he just turns into a wiener. Um right. so there's a couple things I missed that are also ridiculous. So the guy, Walter, that's the next door neighbor that keeps staring at his wife's ass, mm-hmm. um, is a complete prick. And like everybody knows this the the serial killer Michael is in recovery, like alcohol like from alcoholism. And so one time the guy like is like, Hey buddy, you wanna have some beers with me? Ha ha ha. And then Michael's like, I want you to shut the fuck up and never talk to me again. So wait a minute, is he really an alcoholic or is that just a cover for the fugue state because he's a serial killer so i don't know because there's one point in the movie where when he's like really trying to figure out oh his method of like investigating is he takes a really big like sharpie and he writes big words on small pieces of paper (laughs) (laughs) like like he's he's like researching serial killers at one point so on a post-it note he wrote find and kill in like big letters and then sticks it to his computer well, because film, film's better when you write it in big letters <laughs> right that's how he's gonna remember and he has like a diary and in his diary he writes like and it's, it's just like a little like you know i don't know like five by eight like notebook in like three inch font he writes like <laughs> sobriety day three because he had fallen off the wagon and he doesn't drink jack daniels he drinks jack 
Dawson's, I think is what they changed the, mm. um, I guess they couldn't like put Jack Daniels in there. They didn't want to give him like free publicity. So they changed the wrap on the bottle to be Jack Dawson's or something like that. Hmm. It looked really it's, good and made me, it? made me, made me real thirsty watching <laughs> it. Isn't that a Titanic dude's name? Oh, it might be. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's a joke too. Hmm. That I don't get. Um, so anyway, <laughs> maybe, so, maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's all jokes, and you just don't get any of them in this movie. So he's he like goes back to being a serial killer, and is trying to kill his wife. Oh, I'm sorry. The night shows up. So his his wife ends up getting like encephalitis or something too. Okay, and she like starts having seizures. But I don't know why that happened either. But it happens. So, so let's, let's pause for a moment. So he had murdered all these people Mm -hmm. and had suppressed memories of murdering these people. And those suppressed memories caused his phone to ring for those people to talk to him, but also to talk to his wife because she heard those people on the other end of the phone talking to him. Mm -hmm. And the phone was definitely ringing in the middle of the night. So they never explained that. Right. So there's some supernatural shit. There's also one part where he wakes up and all the corpses are leaning over her side of the bed as she's sick and they're going like, remember me, remember me, remember me, remember me. And he's like, get the fuck out. And he's like waving a gun at him, but they're obviously ghosts. Like their faces are all falling apart and shit where he murdered them. There's also a subplot where one of the two of the people he murdered were a mother and daughter. And the mother was like in her mid thirties and the daughter was like 14 and he murdered the mother and he raped the daughter repeatedly like that they show Jesus that and like Christ. right i know i was like that's a really unnecessary right it's like um <laughs> like plot point and it, it again never comes up again like there's no and they also steal from seven because he's putting like various things next to him it's like one person is lust and one person is uh but then one person is gain so it's not like the seven deadly sins it's just like this idea that he has of like this it steals from so much this movie's fucking terrible there's also like oh um i i have this vision because i'm an artist like i'm a serial killer artist and my vision is something and then black knight pops up and is like yeah baby you gotta kill the rest of these motherfuckers show your vision to the end or something like that it's real fucking racist (laughs) but in a british accent um so anyway, so he's, his wife is is not like dying from encephalitis anymore. So now he's chasing her around the house with a gun, unsuccessfully trying to kill her. So he gets her lined up where she's at the front door and he's like, I don't know, say like 15 feet away at the end of a hall. And he's got the gun pointed straight at her. And he pulls the trigger and they do bullet time where like the bullet comes out and like you follow the bullet to her. Mm. And you it cuts to her eyes like seeing the bullet coming out. And then she dodges the bullet and it just hits the door. So she also apparently has some superhuman powers where she can okay. move like faster than the speed of sound. Um, so the cops have come, but I don't remember who called the cops. Maybe he called the cops before he like woke back up and realized that he was the killer. Mm. Um, so the cops are outside. So they changed to like the visual of when you like aim down your um your scope in Call of Duty, like from the PS2 era where you see like the scope marking in the middle. Um, and they're like, take the shot, take the shot. And they like do that for a while. So then they shoot them and it fades to black. And it's like um, the end of the movie. 
Mm-hmm. But then it's not the end of the movie because then he's in the interrogation room with Judd Nelson. And Judd Nelson's like, you piece of shit. Like, I'd shoot you right now if I could, you piece of shit. You're um, the worst person I've ever met and you deserve to rot in hell. And he's like, ha 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 ha, Sheriff Stance. Because here's what's going to happen. I'm going to escape from jail and I'm going to go kill everybody again. Kill all the rest of the people. And he's like, you're going to rot for a long time. You're never going to escape from jail. And then it cuts and it's like end. And then it shows like a couple seconds of credits and then it's him in the jail. It's like the Pelican Bay Detention Center. And they're walking him into solitary confinement. Like, we're going to put you in the hole forever. So they take him and this door opens and it shuts and then you hear gunfire and it's like, officer down, officer down. But it's this man talking in this really slow, officer down, officer down. And then he's like, I've been shot, officer down. And then you hear Michael's laughter and then then it actually ends. That's the end of the movie. Oh, boy. So I guess setting up a presumable sequel for all the no people that have seen or reviewed this movie, except for apparently me. Um yeah what the fuck yeah dude it's real bad i really wish i would have like i really thought about right guarding you last week and i wish i had um because it would have been really funny yeah so that's uh that's hashtag unknown i don't know if you're supposed to say hashtag unknown because the hashtag is in the title of the movie it feels really uncomfortable and if it almost feels like it's like Master P thought he had something <laughs> like they combined seven and um, the sixth sense and right. Hector, 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 Alzado, Alonzo. What is that? Guy's oh, name? that's who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I told uh, you it would come to me. Elizondo. Yeah. Elizondo. So yeah. that's that's who Tom Sizemore looks like in this movie. And every time I thought, oh, they got this guy that looks like that Hector Elizondo guy like doing this part. Never even made the connection because I kept looking for fucking Tom Sizemore, but he doesn't look the same. Right. Um. Yeah, this movie's fucking garbage. And <laughs> it's... Yeah. Like, you laughed when I described things. And I guess maybe I laughed a couple times too, but it's not funny. Like, it's not a good movie. And it's just, and it's got a couple of like real actors in it too, you know, but right. they're not, they're not doing like real roles. Like Judd Nelson literally has like maybe 12 lines of dialogue in the whole movie. They hype up Master P being in this movie. I think he even gets like third or fourth billing. Mm-hmm. And, and it for, I swear, like a minute and 45 seconds and he's just a dick. Right. You, I was the best you ever had. We only had one date because you couldn't know how to act. Oh, fucking awful. And if you would have told me the Master P was still like doing things in 2023, I would have told you go fuck yourself. Like, that's not true. Right. But he is. He's, he, he's, he's still bouty about it, you know? He's, he's the mayor. Yeah, he is the mayor. He's a corrupt mayor. That's the other thing, too, is there's apparently this thing where the sheriff received a check for a hundred thousand dollars for his road safety program. And then like a month later bought this million dollar mansion that there's no way he could afford. And the mayor in the beginning, when he's on the phone with the sheriff, even makes reference to the fact that like, you just bought yourself that beautiful 
expensive house it'd be a shame if you lost it right so it implies that there's like corruption or like graft or something going on but right. then it's just like it doesn't matter like maybe they're bad people but they're not the worst people because here's the serial killer who doesn't know he's a serial killer because he stole someone's book and thinks he's a writer no wonder he can't write the follow-up because he didn't write the beginning right and they they um... call him they call him the knight so and i don't know where the western thing came from like that also doesn't make any sense right i thought like oh well he wrote like you know like a lonesome dove style like thing mm -hmm. but no it's not that at all it's just nothing he just was imagining cowboys or something right i don't know well funny right. though that he's, he's just uh, kind of coming up with a different idea because he doesn't know what he's doing that's why then he, he keeps, then he keeps trying to write like sword and sorcery type shit right it's not very good but he's writing like paragraphs you know i mean that's how you make mm. a story with a mm -hmm. series of paragraphs sure <laughs> yeah yes that is how you write stories yes you guys hire somebody else put the commas and shit in right, <laughs> right. isn't that what we learned from get shorty uh-huh <clears throat> um you, and you write the end right fade out the end so anyway so that's that's where we are well that's some shit I also um, attempted to watch another Judd Nelson movie any yesterday, mm -hmm. but I made it like seven minutes and then I woke up and it was like another movie. So I missed that whole thing. Mm. That happens. Um, whatever. I was pleased with this one. Jesus. Yeah. Hashtag unknown, baby. I, yeah, I don't understand the hashtag. Really available on Tubi. Yeah. Limited commercial breaks because nobody else is watching it. Right. So get in there. Surprise! There's any commercial breaks. There was a couple, but they were short. I got a couple Sky Rizzy commercials. Mm. But I didn't get I didn't get the psoriasis Sky Rizzy. I got the um, Crohn's disease Sky Rizzy, which is like the like that's mm. like the rarest Sky Rizzy to me because <laughs> I never get that one. So I really felt kind of like privileged that I was getting like you know, yeah, deep cut um. And the funny thing is, they still use the premise that nothing is everything, but they use it in the sense that, like, it's good to not shit yourself, so it's, like, good to have nothing coming out of your ass. And they change it to kind of, like, uh, twangy, like, country-western, nothing is everything. That's, yeah, that's... that's I have I, I have a very deep knowledge of, like, the Sky Rizzy jingle. <laughs> yes. And all its iterations. And apparently Sky Rizzi is a miracle drug because you can use it for Crohn's, you can use it for psoriasis, you can use it for um, like, like diabetes or something. Like There's some other disease hmm. that it treats and they're like, oh, I'll talk to your doctor. Side effects can include death because of course, like, you know, any of those miracle fucking drugs is just going to fucking murder you. Suicidal thoughts, death, and like unexpected rapid shitting in your pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah any questions yeah. or anything no none i mean i what what am i supposed to say to any of that i don't know that I mean, sounds like i mean i laughed at it it sounds god awful it sounds like it makes very little sense definitely um, not good so they build tom sizemore as like the second billing on a lot of things like in a lot of different places how how much is tom sizemore in this movie three scenes 
so it's one of these like cheap ass things where it's like you know these people that actually have any name value to them get built are first, like right they build them first and they actually have like no scenes yeah because in some places judd nelson's built first but he's not right right hmm. um yeah this guy um i i don't know i maybe this guy just looks like so many different people that i don't even um how how osmond or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. he's a really bad actor oh my god there's I'm, i meant to write it down what did i so this is released by what's that guy from parks and rec andy simber nah mark brandanowitz <laughs> which one is that no uh, mark... not 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 paul schneider um what's his name's friend um tom haverford oh um fuck uh shit what is his name it's mona lisa and um uh why can't i find that character's name ben schwartz is the actor yeah ben Sch- it's um john raffio yeah like... john yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, boys, answer on the bar. Exactly. Yeah, there's a little bit of that going on too, though. Yeah, there's a little bit there's, of Ben Schwartz in there. There's that in his acting performance as well. <laughs> so this movie was released by Gravitas Features, or Gravitas Ventures. I'm sorry, it's not even Gravitas Features. It's Gravitas mm-hmm. Ventures. Just for an FYI, Gravitas Ventures is the homeless man's A24. Like <laughs> they want to be A24, but they just like <laughs> dig up like garbage. And every once in a while, they put out a movie that's, like, really, like, well done and worth watching. But it's super rare. And every time I see Gravitas Ventures, I'm like, oh, is this going to be the one that's, like, going to be good? And I'm, like, typically disappointed. So, you ever see the little, like, Curse of Script Gravitas come up? You know mm-hmm. that you're in for um, you're in for a treat, probably. I can't believe that it has nothing. Like, nobody has, like, tried to rate this. Nope. On Ron There's, Taylor. like, nothing. No, no critics I've never. It. I've, I've never, never seen, seen it before that. either. I know. I was like, oh, let's see what kind of trash people are talking. Or I'm bet I bet somebody gave this like a good review. <laughs> right. And it was like there are zero and zero. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, do you think it just came out on Tubi recently or something? Mm. Like it's never been released before? It's like Tubi exclusive? It's at least a year and a half to two years old. Right. But it's like somebody saw this like like on a festival circuit, maybe, or something, and still didn't leave a review. Like they didn't, they didn't even feed this to some like you know fucking like right website like Vulture and it's like hey can you review this for like nothing shit you you would think that like like No Limit magazine or something would have like done a review on it right <laughs> right or WCW magazine it's like I'm um, a No Limit I'm a No Limit soldier I I, I saw hashtag unknown shit. fucking mystical like could have written a review shit you pay fucking DDP like five dollars like he'll like cut a fucking promo on it like on some sort of like yeah. YouTube channel. <clears throat> like but, uh, you know what's really weird is on Ron Tomatoes right now when I have it pulled up is under most popular on the left hand side of it Calaveri's on there what is? that's how you pronounce it right? Um, I don't know the what French movie that we both oh, like Calvary. okay yeah it's, it's on under most popular right now huh. how fucking bizarre is that? somebody must be listening to the podcast right I, I look i will episode, say this episode most nine dis- or most, whatever. No, most disturbing 
most disturbing that was on the most disturbing movies list i think yeah maybe is that that right moved. it fits um I got, that's got some downloads recently maybe 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 you're on to something <clears throat> I mean, that it's all us man getting raped um, like a pig or a woman depending i don't know yeah it's our movie i guess we'll have to watch that again this year probably why i'm sure it'll be on your top five of that horror movie year list right is it i don't think i put it on there okay i can't imagine it's not i haven't looked at well, it. maybe it is i don't know recently all right so what's the what's the chagrin score on this thing oh this is like uh this is like a 10 it's 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 nothing but chagrin like how do you <laughs> this is a 10 this is this is this equates to, like larry the cable guy was a nine right yeah, I think this is worse. Larry the Cable okay. Guy. Well, yeah, you're right. That's a really good point. This is also a nine. Then I'm, 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 okay. I'm a temper expectations. This is a nine. God, I wish he yells something at one point, and it's just as funny as like, what were we talking about the other day? Where I was telling you about somebody like yelling something out of nowhere, and it was just hilarious. It, it's like that. It's like he's like, yeah. Oh, it was the dude in um. Uh, Malibu Express, the like the one assassin. Oh yeah, like, yeah, 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 something, made, something, something. That made me laugh when I watched. Yeah, it last week. yeah. crazy. Yeah, like out of nowhere, and it doesn't even make any sense. Like, what are you yelling about? Well, th- this guy does the same thing. Mm. Oh, fuck! What is he? he yells at his wife? He repeats something like three times, and the first time it's like a normal volume, and then he like screeches it like like a cat, and then it's just like. The third time he says it, it's like, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. I can't remember it, but it's something like that. It's hilarious. <laughs> Dude, like all the people, when like when you like click their names on MDIB, like the first, almost the first thing you see for all of them is hashtag unknown. Unknown, right, I know. Well, what else are they going to do after this? Like you can't. Dude, this, you... this dude, Eric Sweeney, I clicked on him. He's been in like, I mean, he's a stunt man, but it's like he's been in like fucking like ten things since hashtag unknown. Mm. Good for him. He was he was he was a stunt double in 2021 for Jim Trufrost. Nice. <laughs> he's also been for Sean Ashmore. You would think that Jim Trufrost would be doing all his own stunts. Oh, he's he's getting in, in um <laughs> he's stunt double with Red Kinnear this past year. <laughs> nice. What is Greg Kinnear doing now? Uh, a TV series called Shining Vale that looks like Courtney Cox is in it. It's on Stars. Oh, it's not released yet. It comes out March 6th. Hey, before you spin the wheel and we start doing food chat, let me ask uh-huh. you a question. Yeah. And this is a sincere question I was thinking last night. Uh-huh. So, oh, no, it was when we were watching that. We were, we So we, Chris, myself, and our friend Orion, all watched a movie called The Intruder from 1989 on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Fucking hilarious and definitely worth yeah. like watching. That's a recommendation. Fun movie. Yep. So we watched it on Tubi, and for some reason, we got like a thousand commercials during this fucking like B movie from 1989. Like it was yeah. like I was we were watching like a brand new like release. One of the commercials we got was a new TV show with Brian Cranston called Your Honor. Yes, where he plays, I guess, like a disgraced like judge On, or something. Yeah, Showtime, I think. Anyway, I think yeah. it looks really good, and I was thinking, like, huh, like that actually, 
I like Brian Cranston. Like, it looks like it's filmed pretty well. Maybe it'd be decent. But I was sitting there thinking, and I meant to say this to you, but I forgot. Mm-hmm. How is there so many television shows? I mean, there's got to be like a hundred new television shows every year that come out. And like 80 of them are on streaming services. And I don't watch a single one. And who has the time to watch all of them? Somebody is because they keep making more. So, I mean, it's that that is all about God. What is the phrase McMahon always like would use on his conference calls? Like when he talked about like um, the network, it was like hours. It's not hours viewed. He used like a very specific like insider term, and that's the first time I heard it. But that's what it's about. It's about with TV shows. If you can turn everything into a TV show, you're expanding the number of hours. So it's like even though movies could maybe technically end up being cheaper to produce, they do TV shows because then people like will just watch the entire thing, and it's more like hours viewed out of it but, so it's like i'm can... saying who's watching them oh ever people just watch them man i guess who has that time says the man that watches like 12 movies a week well but... right yeah you just you just have a difference like you know like in terms of what you watch you watch you watch like um you know movies on tubi because i'm and... cultured <laughs> I'm and, people, and, this, and, and like you know like other people are just like turning on you know some um thing that has like some slight uh, fantasy element to it um but it's still filmed in vancouver and um it has like five twenty somethings and like one's more special than the rest and there's a story around it and people date and break up like and 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 that's like 18 series between hbo netflix hulu and um prime mm. I don't know. It's just like, I know that whatever, it's been a few years since Breaking Bad, but I think Brian Cranston is probably still like a name, right? Like, that's oh, some yeah. recognition. And sure. Had to call, you know, like, there's other people in that show too. I don't know. I, and I'll probably end up watching like one episode and thinking, oh, this is really good. And then never watch another episode again. I mean, it's available now. The first season was like a year ago or something like that. There, that's the second season oh, you probably saw. Really? Yep. It's on Showtime. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll check it out. Um, anyway just an, I, I don't know it's just been annoying me recently like seeing all these new television shows yeah they, there's a lot there's a, there's a lot of tv shows i mean oddly enough like we i think part of it's me um and not brandy but our our the amount of shows that we watch like together has like decreased over time because things have ended or gotten canceled and like i think it's probably my reluctance to start a lot of new things because i'm so suspicious of television shows anymore but um so the only thing that's currently airing that we're watching week to week is um last of us um which is stellar and but yeah, we've been watching Arrested Development like other nights. It's good. Yeah. Oh, what was the thing that I saw last night that we um another the, seriously, you watch every episode of like basically from like the end of season 1 and then now through season 2. Um there's something from every episode that we say all the time. Yeah. Um oh, the pop-up thing comes <laughs> up. 
Pop up get a Grisham. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um this isn't that, the good this is the, the fun time party hangout I thought it would be. Right. Yes. It's like every single episode there's something. Um the next episode is Afternoon Delight, I think, that we have to watch. And we do the you know the 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 guy with the guy in the five thousand suit. suit. Right. Come on. Yeah. Right. We don't even do the full joke. We just do the uh, the 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 guy, the guy, and that's and we stop because like we don't have to go any further. But yeah. um, yeah, we we have something from every single fucking episode, and sometimes multiple things that we still do to this day. Like I said, that that shit just imprinted itself on us. All right, let's spin this wheel. See what you get. Maybe what I get. You never know. I got five of them this year, right? Well, years young. It is. It does feel that way, but yes, it is. Damn it. Ninjas attack three potpourri. And there's a food chat attached to it, Frank. Um, what does ninjas attack three potpourri mean oh it's just whatever you it's 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 the only ninjas attack that like uh sorry like doesn't have like some sort of stip to it so it's like dealer's choice yes well i know dealer's, exactly what i'm gonna watch dealer's choice so. ninja attack you yes. know what i'm gonna write a card you okay this is this this is a kind right card too so uh, okay um yes everything else has something if you haven't figured out yet that rhymes um and has like a specific uh stipulation to it <clears throat> so you got the three and all you can think of is potpourri huh you That's tell funny. me you you tell me it. i sound, sound like just even sure now like you, you tell me um like uh, what um what would you rhyme it with uh i don't know i have to think about it i didn't come up with any of these lists LSD? No, that doesn't make any sense. Although I guess I could find an ninja. You can find an acid drugs. ninja movie, kind of right, like an right. acid western. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, sycamore tree. Like, what are you going to do? Like, Something it's not, it's not ninjas, as easy as you think it is. Ninjas, ninjas in the woods. Maybe I'm saying it's not as easy as you think it is. Um, three is actually very difficult, and. I had other options. I did not go with those because eventually I realized, you know what? I need to give them like a ninja movie that like doesn't have some kind of stipulation to it. <clears throat> I am most excited for Ninja's Attack 9. <clears throat> Thumbs up. Um, all right. So Ninja's Attack 3, Potpourri. Okay. You don't have to tell me what that movie is. Um, all right. So moving on to food chat. Last week, we talked about subs and deli meat. Mm. Um, and then that brought up cheese and you accused me of not really having lactose intolerance, which I have accused you of for the past decade of your life. Right. It's your, it's, it's you getting revenge on me for the um, color blindness thing. I um, just don't believe in lactose intolerance. What do you no, think about that? That's fine. I mean, educate yourself to this reality. <laughs> Right. So, and and the idea was that I, um, there are cheeses that I can start to eat again through the years as like my body has slowly gotten used to some lactose again. So here are the cheeses and you're going to like educate me, mm. um, on 
what I should be doing with these cheeses. And then we'll just move into probably general cheese chat. Um, special food chat, cheese chat. So the first thing I can now eat, and I probably could have eaten for a while and I didn't know it, is Munster. Mm. What's that good with? Crackers? Munster's a really good sandwich cheese, I think. Yeah? Yeah. What do I pair that with? Mm. I like Munster with um, turkey breasts. Like a, I can see that. Okay. Like a cracked black pepper turkey breast, um, or like a smoked turkey breast. Um, there's actually Munster is delicious with. I don't know. I'm I'm assuming that a lot of places sell this, but Food Lion definitely sells it. It's a buffalo chicken lunch meat. Yeah. So it's like a roasted buffalo, roasted chicken with like buffalo sauce on it or whatever, and yes. like like shaved lunch meat. That's actually pretty amazing with Munster because Munster's got like a nice mild like cooling flavor and then you get the heat of the buffalo sauce and the chicken. It's, it's pretty delicious. A little bit of like spicy mustard on that bitch. Mm-hmm. It's a good sandwich right there. Yeah. I don't really think so, a must- so Munster, Munster with the spicy months Mustard? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. A- any kind of any kind of poultry lunch meat deserves a spicy mustard. Okay. Either like a like a spicy brown or like a stone ground are both good options. Stone ground is a good mustard. I don't really think a Munster though. Munster's okay in like um I don't know, Munster's really just a sandwich cheese to me. Yeah. Munster as an I, I've seen Munster when I was younger as an option among other cheeses and crackers. Yeah, I mean you could eat well, almost any cheese is good. Like if you're talking about or sort of like a charcuterie or whatever, like Mm-hmm. on top of a cracker you know just, just like small pieces of it um i like so i like munster because i like the way that munster melts so munster is actually really good in grilled cheese um but what i like to do is when i make my eggs um i will fold some shredded cheese into my eggs usually whether it's an omelet or um uh scrambled eggs or whatever or even like a like a fried egg i'll like but Actually, no, with a fried egg, I don't use shredded cheese. But um, okay. what I like to do is I like to take a single piece of lunch meat cheese, so a single square of lunch meat cheese, and, like, fold it in half and, like, basically rip it in half. So I have, like, you know, like a rectangle. Okay. And then I lay that piece of cheese over whatever eggs I'm cooking at the end for, like, the last minute that I'm cooking it and let it just melt. Hmm. So, like, with a fried egg, what I do is I fry the egg, um, you know, sunny side up until the yolk starts to harden and then i flip it in the pan so it flips over so the yolk is now like covered by the white and then i let that cook for a little bit and then i put the cheese on top of that and let the cheese melt so then it like melts into the egg and like you still get like the perfectly like encapsulated yolk on the inside that's um, really good with the cheese on the outside and it's it's really good and it's good in a sandwich so when you bite into it like the yolk it's like not like super runny, but it's like runny enough where like you still get like the the texture and the liquid nature of it, which I think is amazing. And the mildness of the monster is a perfect hmm. companion to that. So, all right, what's this cheese that now I can't remember how to pronounce camembert? It? Yeah, there you go. What what what's the, I don't even know what that cheese is. What's up with that? I'm not really super familiar with camembert. I mean, I guess yeah. it's like I guess you could like bake it or something. Like it would be good for and like maybe um. 
I don't know. Let's. That's C A L M B E R T. C A C A M E M B E R T. Camembert. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like brie, I guess. Yeah, so you could bake it. You know, wrap it in on um, puff pastry. Hmm. Um, cook it in the oven so it like softens on the inside and melts a little bit. And then eat it with like uh like a jam or a chutney or something. That would be pretty delicious. Um, I don't like those kind of cheeses. I don't know if you're supposed to eat them raw at all anyway, but I don't like those kind of cheeses unless they're cooked well. Like so this, they have to be this like looks like it's very similar to brie, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, okay. it's just like brie. Okay. And um, brie's another one I can eat, so So again, like get some puff pastry, fold that shit up, you know, you bake it. Um, and then you make yourself like again, like a nice like sweet dip of some kind, like a jam or a yeah. chutney or um even like a spread um would be good on it. And then, you know. You could also soften it. <laughs> get yourself a stew gone. <laughs> right. Yeah, you get some you got some chicken bones and you got a stew going, baby. Um I think you could also probably bake it in the oven on flatbread and then do some kind of um mm. uh like roasted vegetables and like a reduction on top like maybe like a balsamic glaze or something like that that would probably be pretty good this um, website but again, is saying to pair it with apple slices now everybody says that if can, like the, the daring ugh. that's that's really hateful um i like it um what one that's that's fucking like like basic and bougie like dot com or something right you know what you do you get you get some salami <laughs> some sopracetta and some camembert oh Apple so slices. just to keep track of this monster is um anywhere from zero to 1.1 percent lactose range okay uh, camembert and brew, well camembert is zero to 1.8 percent hmm. brie is zero to two okay um, i can do parmesan now um hmm. which is probably the highest which is at a 3.2 um at its highest so um so yeah, all of these that's the highest actually out of this list, and, and I can do that now. So um the next one is cheddar, which I have been doing. Yeah. Um and we talked that's how we started this last week. So I've been like eating cheddar on burgers and like different things. Yeah. Um I found out provolone mm. is now in play for me. So what do you what do you think the best um uses of provolone are? I mean, hundred percent provolone is meant to be on a sandwich. Right. Um you either have it on like an Italian sub or I actually really like provolone uh, melted in my cheesesteak. Hmm. Um, where is that? Jim's on South street would do provolone like chopped into the meat okay. on the grill. And I think that's pretty amazing. Um, I like provolone as like, again, like a charcuterie type thing, like on the side, like just to eat. Mm -hmm. with like some lunch meat or something or with crackers um i always prefer smoked provolone to just regular generic like store brand um provolone but you know whatever like provolone is good um, so i try but, but an italian sub is is the way yeah. to okay yeah 
I tried a um, and it went fine. I tried a um, sa- like a like a sub sandwich. It was um, like a chicken cordon bleu sub type sandwich that had provolone on it, and it went all right. Like so, it was just like um, chopped chicken, chopped ham, provolone, and whatever that sauce is that they do for. Like Cordon Bleu, yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't know I, either. Yeah, but um, but it was good. Um, and it's I good. and and I um, I survived the provolone. So that was my first attempt at provolone, a while back. Uh, That's good, not. I I wouldn't put provolone on Cordon Bleu though. But I guess maybe yeah, it's Swiss choice. usually, right? But this place was using provolone. I don't know. Oh, they're getting terrible. <laughs> um. Gouda is the next one. Um, yeah, Gouda is a good cheese. Mm-hmm. I like that's to a, eat Gouda. That's a two point two percent. Yeah, mm. but it's still. I I, I like to eat Gouda with crackers. I think it's like a good. It's not so soft that you can't just like. It's the same thing I feel about cheddar. Like it's got a nice bite to it. Um, Gouda has like a smoky taste to it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um. Gouda is a good cheese to, if you're, like, stuffing something that you have to bake in the oven because Gouda holds up pretty well. Mm. Um, Same thing with uh, Gorgonzola, but you probably can't eat Gorgonzola. No. Um, If you take, like, tiny cubes of Gouda and put them inside of, like, your meatballs when you bake them in the oven, they'll melt really well, and it gives you, like, a nice creaminess inside the meatball. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to do that with like chunks of pepperoni, like in the middle of the meatball, and a tiny bit of like a tomato sauce. Um, hold on, when you, hold on, step back. Describe that to me again. So you make your meatballs and you make them a little larger than normal. So instead okay. of like, um, I don't know, like I make my meatballs like a little smaller than what I would call tennis ball size, I guess. Okay. Um, so you take the the end of a like wooden spoon like the um, grip end Mm -hmm. and you put it in the meatball and you make yourself a little like reservoir in it. And then I do um, like a thickened like tomato sauce. So like tomato paste, um, oregano, basil, um, red pepper flakes, maybe a little bit of sun-dried tomato and then some really fine chopped pepperoni and then a piece of like cheese. So usually like a piece of mozzarella or Gouda perhaps or whatever. And you put that into the center of the meatball and then you form the meatball back around it again. And then when you bake it in the oven, all that stuff melts together inside the meatball. Mm -hmm. So when you cut the meatball open, it's just this nice, like creamy Mm. blend, basically. It's, it's, it's really good. And it's an easy way to like add some extra complexity to something that can be like usually kind of, I don't know. I love meatballs, so I'm not going to talk shit on a meatball, but You hold on. You're not going to talk. What you you'll not talk shit on any meatball. Oh, I'll talk shit on plenty of meatballs, but not just the idea of a meatball in general. Okay, right. I love meatballs. I made meatballs a couple weeks ago. They were freaking amazing. Come on, you got more cheese questions? Let's go. I I I do. I, I do. I'm just letting. 
I'm letting, I'm letting things just like rest for a second to to get through. Crumbled blue cheese like is on the table for me. It's been on the table for me for a while actually. I think um, because it's so sparse anyway. Um, yeah. It's kind of like when I started developing like the idea that I could do Parmesan on top of like soups, mm. like because it was so little amount of Parmesan, like I could get away with it. Um, like French onion soups, like they could sprinkle Parmesan on top or something like that. It was fine. Um, same thing with um, Caesar salads, like when I'm out, because it's not like an extreme amount. So I could probably have gotten away with blue cheese for a while, but um, uh, crumble blue cheese, not like the fucking, sauce you like dip wings in because that shit is like is that is that blue cheese like i mean like what what's going I have, on there? i have no idea i think there's some element of blue cheese in it but it's um i always think of it as like a mayo based uh oh it fucks me up no it's definitely not mayo based um because that shit old has destroyed me before like not before i like knew like well it could still have like a mayonnaise base but it might not be like actual like real blue cheese yeah, I wonder if it's not like ranch or something like that. Oh yeah, that's possible. I mean, it's super liquidy. So yeah, yeah. Um, what do you what do you use like crumbled blue cheese? What would you use it for? Like, um, apparently? what do you like it on? I like it as a salad topping. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really good on top of like uh, like a really fresh crisp crisp salad, where you've got like really like fresh vegetables in there. So you know onions and peppers and carrots and celery like there's a lot of crunch um i think crumbled blue cheese is really delicious on top of that um my favorite application of crumbled blue cheese is on a burger Mm. um so i like yeah i like uh blue cheese bacon and jalapenos on top of a hamburger um as my toppings i think that's like really fucking delicious what um Somewhere used to have something called a black and blue burger, and I can't remember where it was, but I can't. It was a Dawson's. Was a Dawson's? Okay. Yeah, I used to really like that before I developed um, like problems with cheese. Yeah, um, JB, that was JB Dawson. What was that? Was that like bacon? And yeah, that's really where I got the idea for. Um, when we go to McGlynn's and we get burgers, that's why I get that burger there because of JB Dawson's. Gotcha. All right. Um, Parmesan. Um. It's actually the highest, the three point two, but um, because like it's usually like sparsely used, I can I've been able to eat it for a long time. Um, now, but um, what's the best use of parmesan to you? As a topping, I think um, I love to add parmesan um into things like so when I make mac and cheese. I'll always do a layer of Parmesan. Um, I like a layer of Parmesan in... Like a baked mac and cheese? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, lasagna, when I make it, like on top of the mm-hmm. ricotta, I like to sprinkle mm-hmm. like a dusting of Parmesan and then on the top as well. <laughs> There's a cheese I cannot do. Yeah. Um, I think that Parmesan is amazing on top of like pizza when you bake it in the oven. Um, so just as like a dusting on top of your pepperoni and your other cheese, mm-hmm. like your mozzarella mm-hmm. or whatever. Um you already said Caesar salad, which is, you know, 100% like a great use of Parmesan. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to dinner. I forgot to tell you, went to dinner at Forge um, the other day in Northeast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, with some people from work. Mm-hmm. And their Parmesan on their Caesar salad is really thin, long. 
yes shavings and it's uh -huh. amazing like it's yeah. the best i love parmesan like that yeah. i like to just eat parmesan parmesan is one of my night cheeses that i buy <laughs> mm -hmm. um where i'll just break off a chunk of parmesan and just like eat it right um they have a bunch of really good different parmesans um with like different i don't in, infusions isn't the right word but like there's a um, red wine parmesan that you can get at walmart um that's got like this very bittersweet like wine taste to it that's amazing like it's such a delicious cheese there's a redner's used to have a um rosemary parmesan that had like like a, like i guess like fresh rosemary in it mm -hmm. that was really delicious like i love the taste of um i like parmesan like the shredded stuff i like to put on top of um you know like a, again like a fresh salad i think it's really good i like it um melted in my grilled cheese like i'll put a little, little bit of parmesan on grilled cheese like when i'm cooking it i don't know there's just so many good uses to it Okay, last one for me, and then we'll move on to a little bit of general. Uh, Swiss is the last one I can... Actually, that's the highest. 3.4. Okay, so yeah. Swiss is the highest. Um, uh, Swiss Swiss is really good sandwich cheese to me. Um, I think that... I don't know. I, I really like, like hot pepper cheeses, um, but those are American usually, which you definitely wouldn't be able to eat. Um, right. Yes. But Swiss is a really good... Um, it, it melts evenly. It's got like a nice um, texture and strength to it. So it doesn't get like goopy. Like it just melts like solidly. Um, it pairs amazing with turkey, with ham. Um, I love Swiss with like mushrooms and onions. So you do like a roast beef with like fried onions and mushrooms and like Swiss cheese melted on top. Like an actual like like pit beef sandwich. And that's gonna amazing. Um I like to use Swiss when I make like baked sandwiches. So I'll make, for instance, um, I buy like a whole pack of like King's Hawaiian rolls and cut it in half and then do like capicola and um, honey ham and then um, fried onions and then Swiss and then put like the um, top part of the King's back on top and brush it with butter and bake it for like 20 minutes. And you get this nice like perfect crust on top of the Hawaiian rolls. And then when you cut it apart, you get like the creaminess of the Swiss and then the onions and the meats and stuff. It's been delicious. Sounds, yeah, it sounds really good. And it takes like 10 minutes to prepare and it's like super good and you can eat it for like three or four days. Because, <clears throat> you know, you just cut like a little four square off and that's like a whole sandwich. Mm -hmm. Um, I like shredded. There's, and I, I guess you probably can eat this, but like Gouyere cheese or Gouyere cheese and Swiss um, Trader Joe's makes a shred combination of those two. Mm. That is the absolute greatest macaroni and cheese cheese of all time. <clears throat> like you do that with like a little bit of like sharp cheddar mixed in with it and like your layers of your mac and cheese. Because, you know, I do a cheese sauce, but I also do like raw, like shred cheese inside my mac and cheese when I make it. Um, I like a combination of the two because I gotcha. like the creaminess, but I also like the stickiness of like the um, the shredded cheese gives you. Uh, but yeah, Swiss, Swiss pairs really well with Gouyere. Okay. Um, Gouyere being like one of my favorite cheeses of all time. So, all right. Um, quick aside before coming back to cheese, uh, what did you end up getting at um, Forge? Um, they had a 
potato and kielbasa soup was their special. Mm-hmm. So I got a cup of that to start. Yeah. And then I got um the shrimp and grits. Mm-hmm. So it was um like the blue ground grits um with like traditional like cheesy grits mm-hmm. and then like six like really nice large size shrimp on top right. with the andouille sausage mixed in mm-hmm. um here's my honest review of forge like i mm-hmm. thought the food was really well made i thought it was delicious um i thought the service was pretty pretty fantastic like the woman that waited on us was really knowledgeable about the food and um mm-hmm. the service was fast um they're a little too in love with themselves though and like their preparation so i don't feel like you need like fucking microgreens on top of everything or (laughs) whatever like i think that yeah i i think there's a place for that but it's Mm -hmm. not on top of my shrimp and grits you know sure yeah um and it, it didn't even like it's not like it detracted from the dish at all it just didn't add anything to it. And I was yeah. like, you're just doing this because you have them or whatever. Yes. Um, they also left the tails on the shrimp, which I will always argue, unless you're making like a stew or a, like a soup, it makes no sense. And it's just, you're inconveniencing your eater mm-hmm. by forcing them to either like use their hands and like a, you know, like put their fingers in their food or take that shrimp out and cut the tail off. And then the problem is you're losing, like, all the meat that would be in that tail. So if you, like, devein and cut, you know, like, devein and peel the shrimp, you can take that tail off and still leave, like, that extra, like, quarter-inch nub of, like, shrimp that goes down into the tail. Um, But, yeah, they didn't do that. And I, it just, I've always, I've always wanted to ask someone who cooks in a restaurant, like, aside from the fact that you're saving yourself maybe a couple seconds of time, like what are you really solving by doing or what are you really like what purpose are you serving by doing that yeah like the only time i want a tail on shrimp is when i'm eating peel and eat shrimp right like i don't want it anywhere where i I have to like physically touch that shrimp that's been in my food because i don't want to get mess on my Mm -hmm. fingers and i don't want to like get my fingers in my lunch you know what i mean like unless i'm eating something that is supposed to be eaten with your fingers so that really bothered me about it um but that always bothers me about everything when i break down was that soup good oh it was amazing yeah dude it was so delicious it was like it was it wasn't a cream-based soup but it was like not a clear soup either so it had some like thickness to it and then i when when he said kielbasa i was like yeah that's gonna be really weird but i mean i'll go ahead and try it but it really was like a really good blend very hearty and very like satisfying so yeah i've never had a bad meal there um i've had a couple okay meals there but i never had a bad meal there and to me like the 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 old standard for like a good meal is steak and main down in northeast but um every meal i've had at forge so far is good so i always try to like give them like more um more business um i've never had that that you're talking about um brandy's had it before um and she thought it was good but that was about it um she's had meals there that like um she'll rave about but that's not one of them particularly um but yeah so yeah i'm glad you finally went shrimp and grits so there was two things on the menu that i was going to choose between Mm -hmm. and it was shrimp and grits and jambalaya because those are the two things Uh that i feel that you can you can really measure like the tenor of a restaurant by how they prepare either one of those things sure 
Um, because even like if a jambalaya is prepared correctly, even if it's not like the best, it still is delicious. Mm-hmm. But when someone fucks up a jambalaya and they're just making like tomato soup basically with mm-hmm. like a bunch of shit in it, yeah, like that's how you know that they don't know how to cook. And to me, it's the same thing with shrimp and grits because it's inherently like a simple like preparation you know you're not really doing all that much but it's like how well you can cook the sausage and the shrimp together with the grits and is there the right amount of cheese in it and does it have like the right amount of seasoning and you know yeah uh their jambalaya is good um or jambalaya is great um i really like it a lot um compared to a lot of jambalayas i've had a lot of their like other meals outside of like those kind of things um i think it's the best ribs i've ever had at a restaurant hmm, that's um, interesting and i would never i would never get ribs at a restaurant probably so i didn't i they were so there was so much of it that i like tr- like had like some of brandy's and it was absolutely astounding um hmm. and i every type every place that's ever had chicken and waffles i have tried chicken and waffles so it's probably like up to like six places now that's the best chicken and waffles I ever had. In my so, how what's their chicken and waffle preparation? They use like uh, breast, um, and oh god, what are they? Um, is it fried? It is. Yes. Um, I want to say, it's, and and it's slightly breaded. Um just slightly like just like you know kind of like i i don't know food well enough but it's like slightly just like sprinkled i think like with some breading um but it's like it still looks like just like chicken but it's like has some breading to it and uh i wish i could describe it to you better i'm looking up like what they use though for oh no so um it's just one big waffle Right, like a like a like a plate size waffle. Mm. The chicken is on top. Um, it's fried and it's thighs. It's dark meat. Yeah. Um, and they hold on. I this is what I want to look up here. They use a maple jalapeno glaze. Um, and spicy pecans are like around mm. like the edge and scallions on it and. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Um but yeah, they're um the other thing which like I'm not like the like a freak over, but it's like their collard greens that came with the oh, yeah. ribs. Yeah, those those are delicious. I yeah. my the guy one of the guys I went to dinner with mm-hmm. um got the collard greens and they, they looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um really good. There's a lot of really good stuff there. But anyway, back to cheese. Okay. What cheese might not people use and they should be using? American cheese? Yeah. Okay. I was um, it. very opposed to American cheese for a long time because I thought it was, uh, I don't know, like 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 a base basic cheese kind of, like, like beneath me. You know, like I needed some um, some real like fancy cheeses or whatever. Food Lion and Martins in our area, so I imagine it's probably the same for every area. Sell Boar's Head, um, 
Cooper or no Cooper Cooper white American cheese and it's just I don't know like it's it's super creamy it's got a really good mild taste to it but it's a distinct taste um it melts really easily um it's amazing like paired with almost any lunch meat on a sandwich it's not very expensive so for like you know sandwich cheeses or cooking if you got to melt it on something like a burger or like chicken or whatever like it's super easy to use and super cheap and it just tastes really good like it's got a really good solid flavor to it that's not overpowering it's not overly pungent it doesn't like you know take the place of like the other things in your meal but it's just i don't know like i it's it's like 7.99 a pound and it lasts you for like a week and it's just really good okay um I have a few just kind of like almost like rapid fire type things. Um, and then the one that you can almost probably predict. Tell me, what is the best use of a Monterey Jack cheese? Um, I like Jack cheese shredded. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like Jack cheese in like quesadillas or Jack cheese in like a uh, grilled cheese. Um, or, you know, Jack cheese and like your mac and cheese, I think it melts really well. Um, but I really do love, uh, um, so I like, I like spicy Jack cheese, like a pepper Jack, mm-hmm. um, more than just like a regular Monterey Jack, um, or like a Colby Jack is also pretty good. Cause that, that melts really well. Um, but I really love like the, um, uh, the spicy Jack cheese in a, in a quesadilla. I think that's a really perfect like use of it. Mm. And, and, and honestly, like if you get like the um, block Jack cheese, um, it's really good. Like cubed with like crackers and pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe next to like a mozzarella, like almost the best or like a nice, like, like cheddar or something like the best, like block cheese to eat. I think. What is best use of Asiago? Eh, same thing. You know, you want it shredded, I think. Okay. Um, in like a quesadilla or like, a, you know, I, I like to use like a Mexican, like four cheese blend, which has Asiago. Um, okay. In uh, tacos, like it's really good, like shredded mm-hmm. on top of tacos or melted in a quesadilla or like if you have it in your... um your grilled cheese or your mac and cheese like that's um it's 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 a good cheese for that particularly in tacos like i like asiago a lot is like 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 a thin like shred asiago like you do it on top of like um your tacos when you make them and it's 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 good okay nice flavor to it um gorgonzola Like, like what what is it and why would i ever use it I like to put gorgonzola in meatballs too. I think that's okay. another good use for it. Um, so I, I don't know anything about it. So is it similar to a like the ones you previously talked about in some ways, like to to put in meatballs? It's actually similar to blue cheese. Okay, but it's like uh, European blue cheese, I guess. Okay. So gorgonzola probably like Italian or some shit. I don't know. Um, it is, yeah. But it's um, I don't think it's as pungent as blue cheese. Um, and it also melts a little better. So like a nice little cube of like Gorgon, um, like your meatball or like also on top of a salad is a really good use for Gorgonzola. 
Um, Gorgonzola, actually, so you didn't ask me about like feta um, or goat, um, but Gorgonzola, I, I feel like it's similar in like texture to that. Mm -hmm. um, I like that crumbled in scrambled eggs and not necessarily like, so like if you're going to like make scrambled eggs or an omelet and you want to add cheese to it, you put the cheese in a quarter of a way through your cooking cycle so because you don't want to cook it the whole time with the cheese but like a quarter to a third of the way through you put the cheese in so it melts evenly right. but if you're going to use like a crumbled cheese like a feta or a gorgonzola or a blue um you put it in with like the last like 20 percent of when you're cooking it like basically when it's like solidified and you're just adding like some extra heat to it to give it some um some texture like you put the that cheese in so the cheese sort of like retains its own like consistency and taste. And that way when you're eating, like, especially with scrambled eggs, when you take like a bite, you know, you'll get the scrambled egg and then you'll get like the bite of the cheese with it too. And it's a really good, um, really good counterbalance, to, like the creaminess of like a good scrambled egg. So. All right. So, um, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Uh, Katia. Is that right? I don't know what that is. The Mexican cheese. With a J. Yeah, Cotillo or whatever. Uh, yeah. Do you know anything about like? Yeah, I bought it. That cheese. I bought it before. That's kind of like a like a brie too, right? Like it's like a soft mm. like this cheese. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I don't really have a whole lot of knowledge of that. Okay. Um, hold on. It says here, made of cow's milk, hard cheese, tastes salty, flavored, and similar to Parmesan. Crumbly in texture, though. I wonder how much I'll have to look that up, see how much lactose that has. Um they sell it at um they sell it at the Walmart by you in Elkton. Sometimes yeah. it's back there, yeah. It's like if you go um if you go to where like the block cheese is in that Walmart, there's like a separation between the block cheese, and then there's like a door that goes to the back, and then there's a um, yes, I have yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. like where like the yogurt and shit is. Yeah, the 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 cotilla cheese is usually right there, like at that separation. So, again, this is my ignorance. I don't understand food. I know Brandy loves to buy Fritos and get port wine cheese. Oh yeah, I love port fuck wine is a port wine cheese and like why what what's going on there? Uh, a port wine is a cheese spread, and the fact that she eats it with Fritos is fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, scoops. Yeah, that she should be ashamed of herself. Like number okay, so number one, how do the scoops not just fall apart every time she tries to like stick them in? Because it like port wine. Oh no, it's not that big block of port wine. Like the, no, like I understand the it's, the, it's the it's, it's the little it's, tub. Right, it's the Myers tub of Fort Wine yeah. cheese. I know exactly what she gets. Uh -huh. Um, that's a spreadable cheese. Like you need a knife with that, and you need to put it on a cracker and just like enjoy it, and not try and like use Fritos, which I find to be horrifying. Like I don't even think that would taste good. And I'd imagine the Fritos would just like shatter when you were trying to like scoop them out. I don't know. I never tried. Brandy eats some fucking Fritos in Port Wine because I don't see how it would work. <laughs> like film it like an experiment like and the, next this, time this... i come over when i come over for AEW next week i'll oh are you doing try... that oh maybe i guess i don't oh, know okay. bring a tub of port wine and she can bring some fritos and we'll see 
but I want some regular crackers too. <laughs> um, it's a spread. I don't think it's an actual cheese itself. I think it's a combination of like a couple of different things. Yeah, um, I mean, isn't the idea is that it's like you know mixed with like port wine or something? Yeah, yeah, like, and right. it's got that I mean, flavor to it. Um, right. I love it. I think it's a really good. Um, like there's like a like a mild tart pungency to it when you eat it and it's just it's like perfect the problem is i'm such a fucking glutton like i can eat a whole goddamn bottle or like tub of port wine like by myself yeah okay so i i think i'm getting into like bad territory here because it feels like i think because it's like cheese spreads are different from cheese right i think Probably. so I okay all right um all right so let's stop that conversation and come back to that because it's like I, I i had other questions but now i realize it's going to go too long and I, and I have questions maybe about things that are spreads and maybe more um what is you can expect this one always what is your most unpopular cheese opinion or what cheese alternatively what cheese do you hate the most or you think is just worthless hmm. or overrated or whatever you want to tell me that you don't like about cheese. Um, I think Velveeta is used by inbred, like, backwater cretins. Like, if you're using Velveeta, I don't know. Like, just make a, make a fucking cheese sauce. Like, it's not hard. Um, Are you talking about, like, people that, like, just, like, slice Velveeta and like put it on top of like macaroni or something and then like yeah like melt it because it's meant to melt right when you could just make a cheese sauce because you're a human being with a pot you know and it takes like three ingredients Uh, you should be like a a cheese sauce is one of the easiest things in the world to make I was always super afraid of making cheese sauces forever because I felt like it was like this really complex thing but if you're it's not, if I can do it, then anyway. if you're not a Cretan and you right. don't have to like have your heat turned up to nine mm-hmm. on your stove, just like leave your heat at like medium low and you know stir like whisk. I mean, that shit aren't in. people doing that to save time though? Like, does it really save time? I mean, what are you saving? Time. Like, honestly, <laughs> you're not saying shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's like fucking like one person maybe in the world that listens to this podcast that got that. Um, yeah, that's fine. They'll laugh. Um, but seriously, like an yellow American cheese is disgusting. Like it's a waste. It's got no flavor and it's just like tacky and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like like single slices. Like if you're gonna if like go stand in the fucking deli line for the six minutes to get some sliced cheese. Don't like buy the fucking pack of like the craft. Kraft does sell like some okay cheese that's like individual slices, mm-hmm. but it comes in like a Ziploc pouch where the cheese mm-hmm. is like separated by pieces of um yes paper. Mm-hmm. But if you're buying like individually wrapped like cellophane wrapped pieces of cheese, you are not eating real cheese and you're disgusting. Like, stop it. Like, just buy fucking. Because the thing is, is like, if it was significantly cheaper, I would get it. But you're not really saving any money. Like, if you go buy half a pound of whatever like any kind of deli cheese the the store brand mm-hmm. is going to cost you less money than buying like a pack of craft singles individually wrapped and you're getting better cheese it's going to taste better 
it's just as easy to use and it's not like some kind of like fucking chemical spill like down your goddamn throat <laughs> um i'm also in this i i guess this is real cheese but like if you're buying box mac and cheese and you're using like the powder to make your cheese sauce again like reconsider your life choices because just buy like a pack of you you buy like a fucking like quart of milk you buy a pack of like cheap ass um shredded cheese mm-hmm. you should have some fucking flour in your house because why do you not have flour you fucking weirdo like you should have that and butter and there's a cheese sauce and it take you like 10 minutes to make it and you pour it over your goddamn noodles because you got to cook the noodles anyway so you might as well like, cook your shells and then pour the cheese sauce and stir it together and you're done a little bit of paprika, a little bit of salt and pepper. That's it. And yeah, honestly, not, I, I've had to rely on shredded cheeses for a long time, like especially mozzarella, um, like the craft shredded, because yeah, I, I, I can't do mozzarella. Um, and I'm still a little like wary about cheddar and stuff like that, um, just because I don't know, like, if I made a sauce which I know is like terrible, like to use like the shredded stuff to make a sauce, but it's like, if I had, no, that's what you, why would you? Yeah. Yeah. That's what you shredded. The shredded craft you would make a cheese sauce with. It's the easiest shit to make because it melts like so. Yes, it is. But I mean, there's nothing better to no better way to do it. A cheese sauce. Yeah. What else would you use? I don't know. Wouldn't you like actually like shave the shit? Like, no, I don't have that quali- kind of better quality kind of cheese. The, it doesn't. No, what what does that matter? Because all you're doing is melting it. If you're if if you're gonna spend a lot of money on a cheese, the last thing you want to do is melt that cheese and put it in something. That's a waste. Hmm. You want to eat that cheese and like, you know, like savor it, like cut portions of it, knead it with hmm. apples and you know, sopracetta and. <laughs> water crackers like the fucking bougie fuck that you are if you're spending like thirty dollars on a block of cheese Uh if you're making a cheese sauce for any reason just use cheap shit because it's gonna taste the same it's gonna melt just as easy yeah there's absolutely no reason to waste money on expensive cheese to make a cheese sauce oh okay you seriously are not like maybe i'm wrong i don't know but in my opinion you're not gaining a single thing by doing that except for wasting money Okay. Where you don't need to waste it. Oh, good to know. It's like if you're making an Alfredo sauce, just buy the fucking um, craft like the green top Parmesan for like a dollar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You'll need to use some expensive ass Parmesan in that cheese sauce because. Well, what's interesting Alfredo. though is with the craft stuff, I can only use the shredded. Like if I get try to do singles or anything like that, I can't do that stuff. Like you know, if it's like mozzarella like or something like that or like you know any of these cheeses i can't eat like they all have like lactose in them that's like a like a a normal like you know lactose count or whatever but the shredded always has like zero lactose in it because i don't i I guess it's not real cheese or something i don't know no i mean it's i don't know why it's probably just the way it's prepared but you're getting i i swear like you i i buy the tub i can't remember who makes it del primo or something Mm -hmm. It's like a little clear tub of the sort of like shaved Parmesan, right? Because mm-hmm. I like to put it on top of salads. I like to put it on top of pasta at the end. You make like whenever I make Alfredo, because Frankie loves Alfredo, 
it is the easiest thing you put it in it basically like melts as soon as it hits the heat so you don't have to like you don't get clumps or anything it just like blends in with it and you can control your portions like so easily because you can add like to a granular level like how much you're putting in there mm. and at the end of the day it tastes amazing it's just as good and what what are you really doing by spending like because seriously like i buy i buy block parmesan that i like to just eat mm-hmm. that's just like 14 15 a block i mean it's not like inexpensive and a little right. tub of parmesan is like two dollars so why am i going to spend like seven or eight times as much money to have the same exact effect and there's right. not a you'd have to be like uh i don't know what the fucking um what are the fucking wine tasters called the search of the nest i'm missing the word right now in my head wine tasters is yes yeah they're fucking like um that pretentious ass movie sideways the guy oh. is one of those things oh i don't know anyway the we were we're a couple of fucking bums that we don't know the answer to this all i can think of is is is, is some nabalist and it's not like a sleepwalker or whatever it's God damn it, Chris. Why do you not know this word? I why would I know this word? I don't drink fucking wine. You're doing this on purpose. I haven't watched Sideways since like 2006. Like, I don't Somalier. Somalier. I've heard that word. I have no idea what that's about. You fucking plebe. Um, I had to look it up on the internet, so I'm also a plebe. Um the food equivalent of a Somalier. Somebody that can like taste something and tell you all its individual parts or whatever. Like, maybe someone like that could tell the difference, but I guarantee that 95% of the people in the world would not be able to tell you how expensive the cheese you used in, like, an Alfredo sauce or a cheese sauce or any of that shit. Like, people don't know that stuff. So, just save yourself the money and just use cheap shit. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for the recommendations. Um, We'll have to figure out. There is a food chat that was attached to um the potpourri um category so we'll have to figure out a food chat for next week you know i used to want to eat potpourri when i was a kid yeah yeah i always like i always thought like it looks it smells so good and it looks amazing like there should be some way to eat this shit um but you probably don't want to eat potpourri probably not final 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 bit of advice in food chat don't eat the potpourri right i wonder what happens if you eat the potpourri i'll look that up I'll, I'll figure it out. I mean, potpourri has stuff in it that you cook with, right? Doesn't? Yeah, clove Does it just and smell good. Like you no, know. it's got like clove and star anise and. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure um, has all that stuff. Hold on. Uh, let's see here. Just... Dried flowers. Dry potpourri can be toxic depending on the types of plants that are put in the potpourri. Okay, so this is going to be vomiting, diarrhea. Um, awesome. so it depends, I guess, like on what's in it, but um, potentially toxic. All right, well, good, good way, to, good way to end the episode. Potentially toxic. So next week we will be back with um. A new food chat which dominates the podcast anymore right. and um a um movie that is going to be a random ninja selection from frank so 
All right. Have a good week. Deuces.